Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. The, uh, Rick Meyer. We getting cakes? Let's hope. I hope. I do love them Beatrice Bakery. We need cakes. Please and thank you. Welcome back to Old School, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Check us out, Sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. DP asked a question right at the end of the last segment. Well, the end of the segment before that and the end of the last segment. He wanted you guys to text in 402-464-5685. Any professional sports owners that you believe are good people? I mean, it's all relative. I mean, it's subjective as well. well. That's why I'm asking you. No, there are some dudes that have, you know, obviously, I mean, heck, you you know, you think of the Clippers' old owner and stuff like that. I mean, (laughs) you know, they can't. Just some terrible people. Yeah, they can't can't pass the, you know, the, (laughs) the smell test. But, you know, in my experience... I think you judge ownership by the organization, you know, and and players know. I mean, for instance, look at the New York Knicks. There's no reason why Enrico. This isn't a dig at you, but this is, there's no reason. The Knicks are like the a blue blood NBA franchise, mm-hmm. and there's no reason why the Knicks shouldn't be somewhat successful consistently in the sense of being able to attract and get top notch coaches and players. You're in the mecca mm-hmm. of the United States and it's all ownership and the organization, right? The but, problem with James Dolan is he hasn't, at least to the public's knowledge, he hasn't done anything terrible. He's just a, he's just, he's just a, a terrible, terrible owner. He's a terrible, oh, and he's oh, a terrible oh, the folks know. He's a terrible I was saying the, the public, like there's, he's probably done some stuff, but as for public knowledge, there isn't anything terrible along the lines of you know getting rid of the owner that he's done uh, that has now, gotten yeah out. not to the Clippers owner no but when you Spike Lee has been a courtside ticket owner for thirty some years mm-hmm. and always remember the story he always go through you know Spike Lee look he's world he's an icon mm-hmm. in the movie business everybody knows who he is and supported your team both home and away courtside. And he'd always go through a certain entrance. Well, James Dolan was mad because Spike Lee would, had openly questioned ownership. Well, then you're then you're trying to take away his courtside seats, and then you're not trying to let him go in. Mm-hmm. The Charles Oakley situation, all yeah. the other stuff. There, there's a reason why Kevin Durant, Kyrie didn't sign there, or LeBron didn't really consider there. So there's more to the story. And then you look at, you know um, – you know, in the NFL, you look at organizations. You look at the Giants that's always been known as being first class. You know, either obviously they're not being as successful on the field as, as they were before. Um, you look at Pittsburgh, you know, Ralph Ralph Wilson was, a, you know, to me, you know, from my knowledge, both 
experience and from the older players that play there, a good dude. And there's different guys. I mean, the Hunt family, is, it seems like a good family. Uh, but then you got some guys, I mean, you, you got some guys like the, you know, the Bensons or whatever that are a little kind of, a little shaky. But then what? you got some, what? then you got the, you know, the Haslams that, were, you know, kind of are a, a lot more shaky. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, it's all subjective. Like if, if, if there's any truth to the Brian Flores lawsuit, then, you know, as an owner, um, obviously it's not to the magnitude of some of the other owners in different sports, but are you really a good dude if you're asking somebody to um, put their coaching integrity on the line for the betterment of you knowing that you're going to fire them most likely within a year or two? Mm-hmm. You, you get what I'm saying? Is that really a good dude? Um, so it's all subjective. Um, but, you know, I mean, and then you got Daniel Snyder, that's – is who he is you know and stuff but i just think that look it's no different than any business out there a lot of these owners that own these teams are this is like their little play deal they've made their money and their billions doing something else so this is something that they just probably were sitting around drinking five thousand dollar you know bottles of wine and thinking like man you know what we should buy a team. We should. I should just buy a, a football franchise. You know how Let's cool do. it. You know how cool it be to yeah. own a football franchise. You know how crazy it is to yeah. just sit around and just, just think like, you yeah. know what? I think I'm gonna buy an NBA. Yeah, team. Yeah, buy an NBA team. So yeah. I mean, it's it's all you know. I don't. I don't. You know. I don't think that that you know. There's maybe Mike Brown is the only one that kind of pays his bills off it. But then he's always, you know, up until recently known to be pretty cheap. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I'll pay now. you. Uh, but I'm going to pay you what I want. Pay you what I want. <laughs> and, and Cincinnati's Cincinnati's first-round pick is always the last one to sign. Right. Them and the Raiders. And uh, You want how much money? Yeah. You, you, well, you, you said oh, I can suck without you. <laughs> yeah. I don't need you. How dare I draft you, number one, knowing that you're going to probably be – you're slotted. And then you – because that's why the NFL came with – you're slotted. So you're going to get paid – just say three to five percent more than what the guy, mm-hmm. you know, last year got. And then if you're in between two picks, you're you see what the guy got picked at like eleven, and the guy at thirteen got paid. So you have to pay what twelve. You're not gonna get a bargain for something like, that's slotted. So can I give you like three million less? Yeah. yeah. Hey, let's put these uh, bootleg escalators in if you have like an ankle injury. So then we can mm. get some of that money back. So it's, mm. it all depends. I mean, it's I guess we're not it's all subjective. Hot dogs this year, right. it's all subjective. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm going to charge everybody eight dollars for a hot dog, right? Because it's, of you, yeah. You did this, and yeah. I'm going to make sure everybody knows these yeah. are the Joe Burrow hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ten dollars. Yeah. Ten dollars. It's all subjective. I mean, there's same thing with you know coaches and stuff like that what from a player standpoint though what do you want from the owner like what's going to define a good owner for you as a player oh one of the paying your check (laughs) well well, you want one you you want the check to be good like you want you want the one that is going to pay you the most um does the check ever bounce i think like from uh, oh there were times where yeah nfl no they'll hold your check now like they'll they'll make sure they're making as much interest as possible (laughs) they're going to make sure that direct deposit doesn't hit until Tuesday at like if you're, 10 a.m. versus like Tuesday at like you know 1 a.m. Well, 31st versus the first, we will pay you whatever time of day on the first. Right. But yeah. on the 31st, we, if that if that Monday falls on the 31st, we gonna have a discussion. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll let you know. <laughs> ownership, you just want. I mean, I'm sure as a. I mean, I saw it. You know, with his, like David Carr. I mean, you need to have from ownership a clear plan for when you're drafting these high-profile players or a player that you really need. Like, 
to get over the hump. 40, so 50 million, man. Yes, but so you're giving this guy 40, 50 million. Here's where the owners Woo. really fa- – if some owners fail, whereas, like, we're going to pay this quarterback X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. And, yes, you're putting a, a tremendous amount of trust in the head coach and the offensive coordinator and the quarterback coach. But what's in between? Where's the GM? Where's the Where's the mentorship? Where's the – the where where are you as an owner to you know kind of like how Bus took magic underneath his wing and this, and said this is how you become really really wealthy. <laughs> That's serious. It's so um, good. It's so good. Or another quarterback, <laughs> you know, where he's like, I'm going to teach you the ropes outside of football. That's going to help you play football better. That's what you would probably want if if you're a high profile pick. Now, if you're a late fifth round pick like me, you just want to you want you ain't worried about ownership. You're worried about the opportunity in the coaches. So if you're a first round pick or guys that are going to second round and you're coming in at a position that where you're going to be playing, you want to make sure from ownership on down that everything's buttoned up as far as the GM, the structure in the, in the, in the organization that's going to help you be successful because the, the more successful you are as a quarterback and becoming a franchise quarterback conversely is going to make them more money. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, the the marriage between Robert Kraft and, and Tom Brady, and obviously Bill Belichick, it can will never be replicated because it didn't change for twenty some odd years, and they're the most winning as an organization. There was pure dominance for twenty years, mm-hmm. um, and some sometimes they miss that because I think they put so much trust in these GMs, and then like they're like, oh man, this dude has been overspending on the salary cap on scrub players for four or five years, and it's costed me money. The biggest thing the owners want to see is return on their investment. Yeah. So if they bring you in as a free agent or high-profile uh, draft pick, they want to see they want to be able to watch the game and without question knowing that you're playing well. Well, I, it, it just it just hit me that based on those numbers, right? That the salary cap dollars for the Raiders in 2022. Right. If you're going to spend $42 million on your quarterback, mm-hmm. that being 20% of your entire salary cap. In one yeah, that's spread out, though. That's spread out. I mean, that's just a going price for a quarterback. I mean, I, I just – there there are 11 Starters on offense, eleven on defense. Right, but you are not going to win nothing without a quarterback. He said that he took less money in this contract because the last time he signed a contract, his best friend left in Khalil Mack. And it's the way the contract's set up. And look, they're always going to be restructures. There's going to be you'll extend them if he continues to play well. Mm -hmm. You know the contracts of like Christian Kirk. That's the ones you worry about. That's the pins and needles. That's when I'm looking. You, if I'm the owner. And I think Trent Bulky is the GM as of now, which is funny. <laughs> as of now, okay, for now, um, that's how you that's how you continue along having a job, and you don't. That you want a perfect example, um, Jason Light, Nebraska Westland, I think alum, and I think maybe had some time here at University of Nebraska. Did his due diligence, made the hard decision or easy decision, according to Bruce Arians, to get rid of Jameis Winston, who was thirty thirty touchdowns, thirty interceptions, thirty thirty. Um, was picked number one. Was their franchise well thought of franchise quarterback? Then you get Tom Brady. Then you you know you make prudent and expensive decisions. You bring in Dominican Sue. He plays well. Um, you hit the home run with Shaq Barrett that you signed on kind of like a prove it type of deal. Mm-hmm. Now he's a Pro Bowler. 
You got John uh, Pierre Paul, right, uh, down there doing what JPP, and then you say, okay, you know what, Levante David is a, is a cornerstone. Derek Brooks kind of junior. Him, you get Devin Smith. You know what I'm saying? So you draft Devin White, yeah, th- yeah, Devin White. Sorry about that. And then so that's how you be. That's 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 a guy that's looking at looking at the tape, looking at that's the structure. Mm-hmm. It helps when you bring in Tom Brady to button everything up, right? Bring in Rob Gronkowski. You bring right. You bring in Antonio which, Brown for a couple games. You're building it from the floor but, but, up. But if you if if the money's wrong with at the one position, you can't do the others. No, no, you can't. But it's it's all the structure of the contract, though. So yeah, you could be giving him forty two million, but is it? But that forty two million, you got to think is spread out over a certain amount of years. Is it really a truly forty two million of guaranteed, or is it like half? signing and guarantee and then the other is guaranteed for injury and all that other stuff. there's ways that you can kind of spread that out sometimes they extend your contract where you know they give your base salary you know for that year as a signing bonus so then that's that's then you're lowering your salary cap number so you can go and sign an offensive lineman back x y and z mm-hmm. now granted pat uh, kansas city learned the hard way right you know what happened Christian Kirk got that overblown night, overblown contract. You already saw during the playoffs that Tyreek Hill and I think Pringle got into it on the sideline, so you already knew there was some friction there. Tyreek Hill felt like I want that contract, right? And the wide receivers are generally generally divas. Well, it's hard for Kansas City to go that far with Tyreek Hill, even though he is the guy in that. He's the guy that really opens up that offense yeah. because you're, you're constantly on your heels with him. Speed wise, run after the catch, and where they put him. Well, then it's like, oh well, we just made this dude. We just pretty much gave Patrick Mahomes a lifetime contract. Well, then that's where you now Patrick Mahomes has lived up to it, mm-hmm. but that's a salary cap situation that you knew that was going to really hurt because it all, then you knew it was going to come down to Kelsey or Hill, Kelsey or Hill. So you folks know what I mean? are really just writing out tax write offs. What do you mean? Okay, so that if Brady's twenty twenty two salary is is twenty five thousand, but his cap number is actually twenty, right? So that five million dollar write off is big because it allows. Well, that five million dollars to go sign Rico, right? The five million dollars to go sign in Dominican Sue or somebody like that. You know what I mean? To do what they do. Where's the contract? But but Kirk Cousins is making thirty five. Right. The. That's fifteen percent of the team's entire salary. Again, that's why that's why Rick Spielman is no longer employed. But the owner is okay with that because the owners get so scared because you see some bad quarterback play, whereas Kirk Cousins actually had a pretty decent year this year. But there's a reason why Diggs is in Buffalo. There's a reason why Adam Thielen was upset this year, right? These numbers, yeah. just but again, where did Kirk Cousins come from? Michigan Washington foot, Washington football team, where I was going to use four letters, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they but they set the precedent for him, right? Kept giving him franchise tax with with no intention of signing him to a long term contract, mm-hmm. and then the Minnesota was so dumb they gave him ninety million guaranteed. So I, when you're desperate, these numbers are just. But when you're desperate, you do desperate things. I used to see it all the time when we we're in Houston. Yeah, with Char- well again Charlie Castley, who <laughs> really burnt down. Washington was one of the most well-run organizations when they had Bobby Bethard and it was a Jack King Cook, right? Mm-hmm. Jack, and, and Joe Gibbs. And Joe Gibbs. Were, I, mean, I mean, they could get anybody. They would get guys to come there and play for 
like kind of the Patriots. Minimum, find a role. Oh, that's the playbook. People need to right. fully understand that the Patriot pay- playbook was in Washington. Well, it would be before, beforehand. <laughs> I mean, Mark Slurr, who ended up playing 12 years, was a backup. Reggie McKinney was a backup. Mark like Slurr were, yeah, they was were, a backup. Yeah. And, I mean, I mean uh, Jim Lachey was a backup. Was coming there to be backups. Mm-hmm. And then they learned and, and would play because they would rotate them. Well, here comes Charlie Casserly and Doug. Yeah, Doug Gerald Woods. Riggs. Yeah. Ernest Schrader, Biner. Everybody. Ernest Biner. Kelvin like, Bryant. I mean, all people day. who were humbled, all people who had been humbled. Terry yeah. Allen. Yep. Yep. Who left Minnesota. Right. They went down to Washington and Rich Gannon. Like these were I mean, this was what it I mean, was. I'm just saying, no, these I mean Rich Gannon came to Washington. Figured it out, and then they were like, "Oh, you're not good." He goes to Kansas City, does his thing, then he ends up going to Raiders and makes like six Pro Bowls in a row. I ended up playing against him, and I trained with Rich when I was in high school. <laughs> but the funny thing about it is, I used to see it all the time in Houston. Charlie Cassidy would come down there, and we would overpay as out of desperation. Just and it's almost like we would do things to keep the media off of him. Well, it hurt the team. Well, and to then, get the check writers to to be happy. Yeah, yeah, but if you're signing, but if we're, but if we play a team. And I'll never forget this. We we played a team. Actually, it was the first game down. We played the Dolphins mm-hmm. at the Dolphins. Start, you know, we were the only, you know, new franchise to win first games. You know, the so we're down there. And I remember, I remember the night before the game, reading the scouting report on this one. And I didn't, I don't go in and say, oh, he's a free agent next year. I think we're going to sign him. I'm just reading like, okay, well, this is, you know, when you're playing middle linebacker, I'm thinking all five guys can block me. What's their strengths and weaknesses i remember reading it, he was like oh this dude he he's he's perfect for you know the second move he's stiff he's big but he plays soft he plays high he, he's not doesn't give you a real push in the run game okay i'm like oh yeah and and then it, it, it like we you know reggie herring who was a linebacker coach like yeah you can button press against him but then they had a big physical thumper guard named Jamie Nails. He was like, he put in there, avoid at all costs. <laughs> like, you get what I'm saying? You are not going to win this. Yeah. You know, he's 6'6", 360 pounds. This is not for us. And this is, do not. He's a road grinder. Right? Do not attempt. But this guy here, he pretty much was like, button pre- I want you scraping hard off of him all day. And that for linebackers, that's like, oh, yeah. When I hit him, I'm going to get some push against him and I'm going to be able to hit him and make plays. Mm. Well, we go when we end up winning. Come free agency, whenever I think it was March first back then, you know I'm, you know you wake up and then you you know turn on the news. Oh well, you know Houston Texans got so and so in for a free agent visit, and they're you know then you come back, you know say you go work out, come back. Oh, they, they just signed him mm-hmm. to Pro Bowl money. Mm-hmm. Then you go and like check your phone. Did he make the? He ain't even close to the Pro Bowl. You know what I'm saying? So when you operate out of desperation, and this is when you're asking what that's what that you know if I'm if I'm an agent. And I and you know, people used to get mad at the Mannings and say that they wouldn't go play for San Diego and all that stuff. What look, they had they understood. And Archie went through it. You know what I'm saying? Where you could have control of somewhat of your career, but this very rarely happens. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And so if I'm an agent and I'm talking to players, or if I'm a college advisor and, and players are talking about coming out, you gotta look at all types of things. Who's coming out, who needs at your position and where you potentially could go. Don't sit there and have your head in the sand and think like, yes, it's great that you get drafted, but going to a place and being in like career suicide is not the best thing. You, you, you know, as much as Baker Mayfield probably was excited to go number one, 
I can guarantee he would have probably rather rather went, you know, ten to fifteen in a better organization. Not saying that he shouldn't have played better. No, but that's that. See that 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 actually is my next question. Bulk money for short amount of time or, or long longevity money. and success. Right. I would say look at right. Baker you, Mayfield do, do right take, now. Do you take or you look take at the, Tom Brady? Do you, or or even let's, Kirk Cousins. Let's or look at Kirk Cousins. Let's take a break, and we'll hit that on the other side. Yep. You're listening to Old School 93.7 Ticket. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.